एमसी सीएस एंड सीएम में निखिल गुप्ता दिस टाइम आई एम हेयर फॉर डिस्कसिंग अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टॉपिक ऑफ सीएमए इंटर स्टूडेंट्स द टॉपिक्स नेम इज रेजिडेंशियल स्टेटस एंड आई बी टेकिंग दिस सेशन एज अ क्विक रिविजनरी सेशन एंड आई वोट बी डेल्विंग इन टू द सेक्शन टू डीपली बट आई बी कवरिंग द एंटायर कंसेप्ट and from an exam perspective i'll be covering the uh, portions which are very very important from an exam perspective for inter students undoubtedly uh, question from residential status uh, appears in the examination quite often and we can see a question on in in, in every attempt or every alternate attempt uh, based out of residential status so let's start a quick revision of the residential status um residential status of an individual is determined on the basis of number of days in which the person is staying in india so the limit uh, is divided into two limbs two parts first limb is that if a person is in india for 182 days or more then he is a resident in india the second limb is that if that person is in india for 365 days or more in last 4 years and he is in india for 60 days or more in the last financial year so there are two limbs limb number 1 requires an individual to stay in india for 182 days or more so if an individual is in india for 182 days and more he is surely a resident or the second limit is and the second limit is again divided into two parts and um, both of the parts are to be satisfied cumulatively first part is that the person should be in india for 365 days or more in last 4 years and please remember the conjunction used is and so you have to uh, satisfy both the limits simultaneously first limit 365 days out of 4 years second limit 60 days or more in last financial year if both these conditions are satisfied then the individual becomes resident in india otherwise the individual becomes non resident in india so once an individual becomes a resident in india then you have to check whether he is an ordinary resident or he is a not ordinary resident the limit for not ordinary resident is again categorized into two limbs limb number 1 if the person is non resident in india for 9 out of 10 preceding financial years so if the individual is resident in india in the last financial year so say according to the 182 day limit he is resident in india for the last financial year then the second thing which you need to check is whether he was a resident in india for 9 years out of the last 10 years if that is the case then he is a not ordinary resident please remember that not ordinary resident is a limb of resident only the second limit which you need to see for not ordinary resident is and both these limit are joined by the word or so if any of these limits are satisfied then you become a not ordinary resident so the second limit is that if a person has been in india for 729 day 729 days or less in 7 years preceding the last financial years then he will be a not ordinary resident so the two limits for not ordinary resident is one that a person should be um, a non resident for 9 years out of 10 preceding financial years then he is a not ordinary resident or the second limit is that if 
that if a person has been in India for 729 days or less in the seven financial years preceding the last financial year, then he'll be a not ordinary resident. Otherwise, he'll be a ordinary resident. So to understand this concept and to remember it from an exam perspective uh, more um, uh, easily, I can divide the entire uh, staying in India into three parts, into three buckets. Bucket number one, if the person is resident in India for less than 60 days, 60 days or less than 60 days, then he will be confirmly a non-resident. If he stays in India for 182 days or more, then he'll confirmly be a resident. So if that person is in India for less than one, uh, less than 60 days, then he'll be a non-resident for sure. You need not see any other limit. If the person is staying in India for 182 days or more, he'll be for sure a resident. You need not see any other limit. But if a person is in India for 61 days to 181 days, which is the which is the intervening period, more than 61 days or less than 182 days. If the person is in India for the intervening period, then you have to further see two more conditions to see whether that person is a resident or a non-resident. So the third bucket is a dicey bucket. First bucket is a clear bucket that if the person is in India for less than uh, less than 60 days, then he is a non-resident for sure. If a person stays in India for more than 182 days, he is a resident for sure. The doubt arises in the third bucket. Third bucket is when a person is in India for 61 days to 181 days. Then you have to check two more limits. You have to check the limits of the preceding financial years. The limits are Number one, that if a person is in India for 364 days or less in the last four financial years, if that is the case, then he is a non-resident. And if a person is in India for 365 days or more in the last four financial years, then he'll be a resident. So if you bifurcate the three limits into these three buckets, you will be able to solve the exam questions very, very easily. And this is a short trick which you can use for your examination. Please divide the entire period into three parts, less than, one, less than 60 days, more than 182 days and the intervening period, which is 61 days to 181 days. In the intervening period, you need to see two more limits. Limits are that if he is in India for less than 364 days, 365 days or if he is in India for 365 days or more in the last four financial years, you will easily get to know whether the person is a resident or a non-resident. Now, now comes the um, analysis of sir, if he is a resident. So first you have to see whether he's a resident or not. If he is a resident, then you will see the next limit. Next limit is whether he is an ordinary resident or a not ordinary resident. So for becoming a not ordinary resident, you should first be a resident and then you should be satisfying either of the two conditions of being a non or not ordinary resident. So first condition is that you should be a resident. If you are a resident, then you have to see two more conditions. What are those two more conditions? Conditions are if you are a non-resident for nine, nine preceding financial years out of the 10 financial years, then you will be a not ordinary resident. 
और इफ यू आर अ पर्सन हु हैज बीन इन इंडिया फॉर सेवन ट्वेंटी नाइन डेज और लेस इन द लास्ट सेवन फाइनेंशियल ईयर्स देन यू विल बी अ नॉट ऑर्डनरी रेजिडेंट दिस इज द एंटायर कंसेप्ट ऑफ रेजिडेंट नॉन रेजिडेंट एंड नॉट ऑर्डनरी रेजिडेंट सो आई होप बाई यूजिंग दिस चार्ट यू विल बी एबल टू uh learn the provisions of this section very very easily and apply them in your examination comfortably now let me come on to a another important topic that sir what kind of income will be taxable uh, in the hands of a resident which is a ordinary resident or a non resident or a not ordinary resident uh so i have um, uh, bifurcated uh, the transactions into four parts and i will tell you a very easy way to uh, remember that which kind of transaction is uh, chargeable to tax in hands of resident who is a not ordinary resident or a resident who is a not ordinary resident or a non resident so simply put if you have received income in india then irrespective of whether the income is accruing or arising outside india or within india irrespective of that fact if your income is received in india or deemed to received in india then it will be taxable in the hands of all the assessees resident ordinary resident resident not ordinary resident and non resident it will be taxable in hands of all three of them if your income is not received in india but has been accrued in india or it has arisen in india so either it has accrued in india or it has arisen in india then that income again will be taxable in hands of all the three um, categories resident ordinary resident not ordinary and non resident if your income has neither accrued in india nor received in india the third situation is that your income has neither accrued in india nor received in india then that income will only be taxable in the hands of a ordinary resident it will not be taxable in hands of a not ordinary resident it won't be taxable in the hands of a non resident this is the situation where your income has neither accrued in india nor has it been received in india only taxable in the hands of ordinary resident fourth situation is where your income has neither been received in india nor been accrued in india but the business was controlled from india so the control of the business was in india then that income will be taxable in the hands of resident as well as not ordinary resident but it will not be taxable in the hands of non resident so these are the four cases precisely these are the four cases which have been coming up in the examination again and again you have to remember these four cases and you have to remember the taxability of each category of person who is a resident not ordinary resident and non resident and i am sure if you see um, uh, this uh, this bifurcation you will be able to remember it very very comfortably now one last aspect which i need to discuss with you is that it does not matter if the sum is subsequently remitted in india so received means received by the first recipient of income remittance in india will not hamper the taxability if the money is first received by the individual and subsequently suppose he remits the money to his family in india but the amount was received outside india subsequently he remitted the amount in india it would not matter whether remittance is done in india subsequently or not the taxability would not matter taxability is only seen at the time of receipt and that to first receipt 
सो रिमेंबर द डिफरेंस बिटवीन रिसीट एंड रेमिटेड रेमिटेड डज नॉट हैम्पर टैक्सीबिलिटी रिसीट हैम्पर्स टैक्सीबिलिटी सो दैट्स ऑल अ क्विक रिविजन ऑफ द एंटायर रेजिडेंशियल स्टेटस चैप्टर आई एम श्योर यू यू फाइंड इट यूजफुल एंड आई होप यू डू वेल इन योर एग्जामिनेशन गाइज प्लीज स्टडी हार्ड ओनली अ फ्यू डेज आर लेफ्ट फॉर योर एग्जामिनेशन स्टडी हार्ड डू वेल एंड ऑल द बेस्ट फॉर योर एग्जामिनेशन एंड हैप्पी स्टार्टिंग